Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Tension. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia. And you know, the late, the great, the master beta, Master John Lord Valajani Hotcakes. Yay, me! <laughs> As always, happy to be here. Freshly masturbated, happy about that. I knew you took longer than usual getting in here, so I could only gather. That's what you were doing, John. Yeah, that part didn't take long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So, you know, I'm laughing and, you know. You are? Yeah, I am. You know. I I, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. You know, I told you a while ago. I'm like, look, if any of the listeners have any problems with my laughter, my voice. cackle. My cackle. Tell me. I do it unintentionally, but I said, you know, I'll taper back. I can maintain. Fuck them. <laughs> well, so we did the the episode on humiliation and degradation. Yeah. Degrading your slave. And Nicole torn a bean. She tore a be- her bean, huh? Yeah, she tore a bean. She was masturbating too much, too. I'm rubbing it out. She says, not bad, but that repetitive, loud, high-pitched cackle makes the podcast hard to listen to. Oh, she called it a cackle? Did she did a call it cackle. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, so, you know what? Turn yes. it down. I'm going to tone it down. No. She needs to turn it down. Oh, turn it down. If it's too loud and high-pitched, turn it down. Well, I was just going to say, Nicole, you ugly from Buckhead, Georgia. <laughs> and you have aged because I look at your older pictures and you ugly bitch. <laughs> so fuck my cackle and fuck you too. All wow. right. That, yes. That's a good way to get people to write in. Tell them to fuck themselves. Yes, right? <laughs> but, but that's what we do here. Yes. People like to be humiliated. But, you know, then we did an episode on... Uh, pegging, okay, getting fucked in the ass. And Kai said, I have and will continue to do it. The assgasm feels so good, you're missing out if you haven't tried it yet. I did try it. Didn't work. Oh, uh, well, you were doing it all on your own, so. Yeah, I'm sure if I had some hot chick doing it on me. You might like it. I might have liked it. Yeah. Probably not with that. Something smaller, maybe. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you did it. I really don't. You know what? I do like a tongue in my ass, so there's that. Okay. Well, Matt and Melissa, <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Melissa, our favorite Eminem, said, Yeah. My wife pegs me, and now she wants a guy to do it to me so I can uh, participate in yeah. that nature just for her. That's her ultimate fantasy. Wow. And there's a guy said, uh, his name's Johnny, already have and love it. So, that was interesting. A lot of people like Peggy. And we also did an episode on gangbangs. Oh, did we? Multiple cops, multiple men, multiple orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great episode. Uh, Girl Down the Street says, I've always wanted to. Aw. She hadn't done it yet. And Bruce said, yeah, I have. I love it. So, you know, I think the, the listeners... You know, and their feedback. I think it's insightful. It's always interesting. So, did you not like the fact that I told Nicole to go fuck herself? (laughs) (laughs) And I said she aged bad because I went back on her pictures. (laughs) And she looks like a mean, ugly bitch. Wow, she really got on your nerves with that one, didn't she? 
Well, you know, <sighs> you know, my mom always said, if you don't have anything nice, don't say it at all. Well, we did ask for feedback. We did ask for feedback. Well, fuck you too, John. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta fuck you. Hey, <laughs> yeah, me. There's my cackle. <laughs> it's Halloween okay. time. Yeah. All right, so today we're going to talk about 11 must-discuss sexual topics to amp up your intimacy. Correct. Yeah. And talk to your partner about these things. And, you know, it says to amp up your intimacy, but some of these, as I've been going through, these are important topics to talk about to see if you're compatible with each other. Yeah. Before you, you know, it's always good to have these this conversation, but a lot of these are things that you should have you should talk about before you have sexual intercourse. Like STIs. You should probably talk about that. You know, <laughs> don't you find it sad when you see two people in a relationship and, like, you know that everything's good with everything except their sex life? Yeah. Oh. I, I, <laughs> you know, I was referring to my nephew. I was referring to my nephew, smartass. Um, my nephew... You know, he's gone through three bad relationships. And, you know, I've tried... Only three? Well, Well, two failed marriages in the last nine years. I know, I'm just... You know. And then, you know, he moved in with someone. Three serious relationships. He's still young. He's still young. I mean, he's almost 40, though, John. You know? You know? And it's gotten to the point where he's jaded. Like, he's... He's, like, not having it. Like, he doesn't yeah. want a relationship anymore. He doesn't want to get married. You know, he's like, you know, I wish I had more kids, but now I don't want any more kids. Yeah. You know, that's the where I was when I met you. I told you I didn't want a relationship. I came out of three marriages. Yeah. Came out of several of the relationships now that just, you know, at one point you just look at yourself and say, maybe it's not meant for me. It's not true. No. And we know it's not true for him. He's a great guy. And, you know, it took me some time to reflect on myself and get some self-love. I'm a great guy. It's just finding the right person. Yeah. That's what it is. You turn this around on yourself, John. I'm turning around on everybody. (laughs) If you can't self-reflect and take some criticism. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I see how this is going. <laughs> give me a big fuck you. I'll give you a fuck you back. I see how this is going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Testing the waters now. We're going to take jabs at each other today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then. <laughs> so, what I was saying about my nephew was being this, the seeing the, the relationship is like his first wife pretended to be involved sexually, but then she really just kind of petered out. But yet, she ended up cheating on him with multiple men, you know. So she was a big old slut then. It's sad. She wanted to have sex. Yeah. She just didn't want to have sex with him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, sad. That's a shitty feeling. My first wife it did is. that to me. You know, I found a journal with 14 men in it. Shit. She kept notes on how good they were and whether she wanted to have sex with them again. Damn. Yeah. I found that by on accident. I was not happy. Damn. Because she wasn't having sex with me anymore. So that's sad. And here you were working and you come home to this. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. I feel bad for him. I've been there. Yeah. But you know. So gotta find the right person. You can't give up. Intimacy and compatibility. Maybe you don't get married again. I'm on the same page with that. Yeah. You no know, marriage. I don't know. 
some people like it, some people don't. It doesn't to me. It doesn't really make the relationship. Being married doesn't make a successful relationship. A successful relationship could make a good marriage. Yeah. So. All right. So. Let's talk about sex, baby. Coconut.com. Discussing sexual topics with your lover can take your intimacy to the next level. Yeah, it can. Hmm. You can also open the door to stimulating safer sex. We don't do safer sex here. We We do not. (laughs) We we do dangerous. We want to see somebody die at the end. Yeah, we do. We (laughs) nail somebody to a cross. Laugh at them. Yeah. Bleed. All right. So, number one, John, you want to do it? Yeah, I want to do it. I always want to do it. <laughs> do it all the time. All right. Fantasies and fetishes. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Fantasies and fetishes are sex secrets we often keep locked away, but they are key to exploring your sexuality. You want to try a steamy oral sex position, or maybe you're craving anal sex. No matter the sexual desire, voice it to your partner and see what they think. You never know. Perhaps your partner shares the desires too. A lot of times we find, just among our friends, because we do BDS and we're pretty open about what we do, so all, all of our friends are in the community. Yeah. You know, the first thing we tell them is, be honest about your your fantasies, about your desires. You know, we've talked about the BDSM checklist that I have, and I give that to my partners. And it's a good way to go down and say, oh yeah, I like that. No, I don't like that. And to think about things and to open up that conversation. So it is really important because... If you don't talk about it, both of you are going to be left unfulfilled. That's true. What do you think the the weirdest or the strangest fetish that one of your partners had said, oh, yeah, I want to do this? One of my partners? Yeah. Well, you know, or you've heard with other people. (laughs) Put it that way. (laughs) My partners want weird things, but I want them too, so they're not weird to me. Well, there you go. But um, knife play. Yeah. Okay. Needle play, fire play, electrical play. You know, those are some edgy things that a lot of people in the BDSM community don't even do. That's true. You know, nothing like the people that come to see you. You know, none of my mm-hmm. partners want scat play or you don't play. Or cross-dressing. <laughs> you know, um, blood play. We've done a little bit of that. Yeah. With the, with the right partner. You don't do that with everybody. I had a guy the other day, and he told me that he wanted... Uh, pegging, but he wanted it to hurt. You know? He wanted you to rape his little pussy hole. He did, but I told him he has to clean that shit out because once we started, we used the fucking machine. Yeah. No. Okay. Got dirty real quick. All right. Number, Number two. two is an important one. Physical limitations. Yeah. So sex is a physical activity. You don't say. Okay. So your physical right it is. It is. So your physical limitations can impact your sexual function and satisfaction as a couple. For instance, certain sex positions require plenty of flexibility and stamina. Yes, they do. Knee issues can always pose a problem. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Again with the Mia fuck you. That wasn't my fault. That wasn't about you. Okay. You're turning these things around (laughs) on you today. They're not. Leave my knee out of this. Damn! <laughs> so, <laughs> factors like uh, sexual dysfunction or sexual problems with vaginal dryness. Do you have vaginal dryness, John? No. Since this is about you. But you did say sexual dysfunction. Thank well, you very much. Well, you're dysfunctional in general. 
So being vocal about your comfort can ensure that neither you nor your partner is disappointed. So you know what I always say is, you know, get get those the sex furniture. You know, those are great to have. And talk about it, you know. Don't just try to hide it away and say, oh, I don't feel like it tonight. Talk to your partner. Oh, God, yeah. You know, talk about getting some lube. Yeah. Talk about going to the doctor and getting Viagra or Cialis or whatever it is for male. You know, we get older. We need. It's, it, there's nothing wrong with us. doesn't mean that we're not attracted to our partner. It just means that our bodies are changing. Talk about it and get it fixed. Yeah, getting old is a motherfucker. You know? And we've talked about it on the podcast before. I've been to the doctor. You know, my thing of it is people think about, you know, uh, you know, we all go to bed. We all sleep in a bed. We all fuck in a bed. You know, and I've heard a lot of my friends, my girlfriends are just like, yeah, you know, I feel comfortable in bed. You know, it's in our privacy of our, of our home. You know, it's private. You know, my husband wants to go have sex in the car. I don't want to have sex in the car. Well, because he wants something different. So, you know, you want something exciting. Yeah. Right. You know, my thought would be, you know, get a new piece of furniture in your room. That's versatile. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, there's a lot of times different positions. They're not real comfortable in the bed. You know what? An easy one to hide in your room. Kids won't know. Yeah. Family won't know. Friends won't know. Get an exercise bench. It's adjustable. There you go. You know, it's like some of the benches down in the, In, in the dungeon. In the dungeon. Yeah. You can, you can lay across it. You can bend over it. Massage tables. Exactly. Massage table. Exactly. You can do a lot of things with those, and it's still just an exercise bench. There you go. You know, I've got one now in storage that I've got big plans for. I'm going to recover it with some vinyl and some... Okay. We're going to transform it into <laughs> some kinky shit. There you go. Already got plans. Okay, John. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a really important one, and if, you, if you're not on the same level with this one with your partner it can really cause problems desired frequency and libido let's say you want to have sex twice a day and your partner wants to do it twice a month Ugh. yeah that's a big problem both these scenarios are a-okay what isn't okay waiting to discuss things until one of you is frustrated talk it out and find a middle ground that provides sexual satisfaction to both of you for instance, a sex schedule, as in sexy as it sounds, can work wonders. That's true. That's it, true. It's fitting it the time in. You know, some people, men and women, only want to have sex once or twice a month. And that's okay. As long as your partner only wants to have sex once or twice a month. If your partner wants to have sex three or four times a week, and you're not, now they're feeling unwanted or unappreciated or any number of other things because you're not discussing it. It's just not happening. And it's a lot of frustration. Very true. You know, and a lot of times it's physical limitations like we talked about. Yeah, definitely. You know, an injury or something's going on or an infection. Yeah, true. You know, and those things are okay. But still have those conversations with your partner. And there's still other things that you can do. You know, a, a nice massage. Yeah, we can't definitely. have sex tonight, but I can give you a massage. Yeah. We can't have sex tonight, but we can cuddle in bed. Yeah. I'll use a sex toy on you. Right. Yeah. Give you a blowjob. Something. Something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't just ignore your partner completely. Yeah. Because that's not okay. And that just leads to her feelings. 
You're missing the, the, the key word in there is partner. Exactly. Yeah. Your partners respect each other's needs and wants. Respect the needs and wants of the partner that has the higher libido, but also the partner with the higher libido needs to respect the needs and wants of the person with the lower libido as well. Very true. So make compromise, but you can't do that unless you talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, here's a good one. Say it, John. You do it. You can't say it, can you? <laughs> you just can't bring yourself to it. <laughs> no. Exclusivity. <I> don't. <laughs> monogamy or not. No. Are we going to be poly or monogamy? <laughs> You've had more experience with this. <sighs> you know, not being monogamous. <laughs> My partners keep saying that they're poly, and then it turns out, but we're not going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Or I'm going to do this, and John, you're going to be celibate like a good boy. (laughs) Right, celibate, yeah. (laughs) It's a big pill to swallow, and it's a bitter pill to swallow for some. Right. So not everyone's definition of a sexual relationship is the same. I think we've known that from so many past experiences questions like are we exclusive what's my partner's understanding of infidelity it can leave you confused and insecure so whether you're married or just have entered a new sexual relationship ensure you discuss exclusivity so have a straightforward conversation about what counts as innocent flirting and what's cheating so are hugs okay what about kissing other people uh, would you want a polyamorous relationship? Discuss everything and save yourself the confusion. Um, you know, I know my one of my exes used to masturbate to porn. I was okay with that. You know, if I'm not there, I get it. But don't go on webcam to a local person and masturbate to them. <laughs> there is my problem right there. <laughs> uh, my problem in the past has been... My partner doesn't want to have sex. We, you know, we just talked about yeah. the frequency. Yeah. Our frequency was off. Yeah. So I'd have to go hide in the bathroom in the morning before work. Don't look at me when you say this. We get it. And hide that I'm <laughs> masturbating so it didn't hurt their feelings that they weren't having sex with me. So I'm, you know. You stuck having sex with yourself. But, you know, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Masturbate in the shower and call it a day. Exactly. Which just still leaves you a little frustrated, but yeah, having sucks. to hide it. Doing it when your partner is aware of it and it's okay is one thing. When you have to hide it so it doesn't hurt the other partner's feelings, you know, there's an issue there on both sides. So, boundaries. Damn. Oh, here's the big one. Do we have to talk about boundaries? But going back to exclusivity, go back to the... Um, Oberon Zell episode. Oh, I love it. Two interviews with him. He explained it beautifully. Yes. About polyamory and those types of things. He even coined the term. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boundaries. You're bound to discover things you want to try while talking about sex, but your sexual partner may feel squeamish at the mere thought of a kink or vice versa. If either of you consider some things off limits, you must respect each other's decision. Don't know what your boundaries are? Remember, exploring your sexuality is all about trial and error. So while figuring out your boundaries, agree on a safe word. You can say when you'd like to stop any sexual activity. Yeah, see, so it's not necessarily just for kink. 
No, but it, it's okay to explore. Yeah. And if you like something, you do it. And if you don't like it, it's okay to tell your partner, I don't like it. Exactly. I don't want to do that. A lot of people don't like anal sex. They'll try it. They don't like it. You have to respect that boundary. So when your partner tells you, hey, I don't want to do that, your partner needs to respect that. Indeed, that, they do. That's the end of the conversation. That's no, it. No means no. That's it. So, sexting and online sex. Well, we were just talking about that. Yeah, you didn't like that one much, did you? I didn't like that. It's, it's a touchy subject for me. Well, when, when your partner was doing it behind your back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you have people that send you text messages as part of your... Yeah, lifestyle. Lifestyle, yeah. yeah. And that's what I do. So, and you, you've been a phone sex operator. Absolutely. So. So, sexting is a sexual expression that doesn't get the good rep it deserves. Let's say you're away from your partner. How do you satisfy your toe-curling sexual desire? Sexting. So with other forms of online sex, it can be a way to spice up or to achieve sexual satisfaction. They're also great for letting your partner know you're thinking of them. Yeah, so they're talking about sexting your partner. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I do that all the time. So it says, how do you get started, John? You send them pictures of your titties. (laughs) That'll make them smile. Well, no, it says here, begin by getting consent. So you don't offend them or hurt them. Can I show you pictures of my titties? Yeah. Yes, you can. (laughs) And you know, guys, here's my thing. No woman wants a random picture of a dick. Even if she's married to you. Yeah. Yeah, They they don't want that. Yes, they do. If your husband sent you a picture of his dick, you would like it. There's a way. Well, my husband's very sexy. And yeah. And he, but he knows a way of taking pictures. That's not like, yeah, here's a dick in your face. You know, and all you see is the dick. (laughs) No, you know, like he puts some sexy oil on and he'll wear, you know, like his sexy, you know, you know, Calvin Klein undies or something like that, you know, grabbing his bulge. Like there's a way to do it. What I heard on TikTok, so it has to be true. Oh, okay. (laughs) What does TikTok say? They don't want dick pics. Yeah. They want videos of you beating off and, and coming. They want to see the cum. Is that true? Do you know what? The cum is exciting, but like I said, I, you know, I like the whole concept. It's like a foreplay thing. It's like... You want yeah, it to be sexy. Yeah. Let's let's start off with something a little slower. You know, you start off slow. It's like the make-out process. You, know, you wake, work your way up to the whole, you know, flash me your piece and, you know, show me your load. You know, I don't have to see the load at the very beginning. <laughs> I've seen the videos you you look at and said to me, you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need videos of dudes using shit for loop. Okay, I sent that to you one time. And then I didn't look at it and you said, John, look and pull it up on your phone. <laughs> That was a great video. <laughs> that was so, and you was so sad. It was he horrible. was so demented because he had this beautiful dick. And then he just ruined it with his own shit all over it. Yeah. Okay. So it says, after you get consent, ask your partner how they feel about online sex. And if you plan on sharing photos and videos, discuss if you should keep or delete or use them. So it's probably Listen, not... Listen, a- if my girl sends me new pictures, yeah. I'm saving them. I'm sure you will. That's going to my spank bank. Yeah. I'll put them in a private folder. Yeah. But I'm keeping them. We know. Ladies, he has multiple private folders on his phone with your name on it. 
course I do. So don't get mixed up. So it's also saying you shouldn't necessarily, you know, just send your random pictures because, you know, it's compromising if the device gets hacked, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, we're not about safety, are we? Come on. Come on. We're not pussies. Okay. So let's talk about aftercare. We talk about that a lot on the podcast already, but a lot of times we don't really talk about aftercare outside of BDSM. But it can still be important for a lot of people. Most of us have a vague idea about our ideal post-sex routine. Do you prefer an intimate cuddle session? Some romantic pillow talk? Or share a shower with your partner? Hell, if I come real hard, I just go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) But that can be frustrating for your partner, too. These post-sex moments can keep your sexual buzz going longer. Aftercare can also help you build a deeper emotional connection with your significant other. An honest discussion on your preferred aftercare improves your emotional and sexual health, enhancing your sex life in the long run. Yeah, so we'll just talk about what kind of sex you want and how often you want, but what do you want to happen after the sex? You know, if you're having a marathon session, maybe she needs some ice. You never know. <laughs> just a bag of peas will do. A bag of peas, for <laughs> peas? Yeah. Okay, here's a... Here's one that people avoid. Yeah, disclosing your STI status. Yeah, that might be the most important one to have before you have sex. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, disclosing your STIs or your STDs status is important for a healthy sexual relationship. Yeah. What does that really tell people? <laughs> Especially if you talked about... Monogamy earlier, and you said, well, we're going to have multiple sex partners. We should yeah. probably talk about diseases. Probably. And what kind of protection you're going to use with this partner and with other partners. I mean, a lot of stuff in this article is common sense. It, it really is. is. But a lot of people don't do it. A lot of people don't do it. don't know why, but they don't do it. But you need to get tested when you start a new relationship, clearly. Because Absolutely. you just never know. Even if you were married, you just never know. Right. You, and especially at the end of a relationship, yeah, people start to step out on each other and another partner may not know. Very so they true. might brought home something that you didn't know about. Very true. You could have been completely faithful and still ended up with something. It says young adults and older people alike should get tested regularly to stay on top of their sexual health. And if you find out about sexually transmitted infections, let your partner know immediately. So, I mean, hence, we all know this. If you let it go untreated, you know it's just going to get worse. Right. It says it can lead to sexual dysfunction and infertility. And in some cases, we've known people that have gotten cervical cancer. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, so practicing safe sexual intercourse, both oral and anal, reduces the chances of passing STIs to partners. So use condoms, dental dams, latex gloves, etc. when getting down and dirty with your partner or new people. Right. Yeah. And if you're using toys, like we do a lot of times in the Condom, dungeon. yeah. Put condoms on your toys. Clean yes. your toys. Yes, you know, alcohol. Yeah, alcohol is your best friend. And so if anyways. you're using a toy inside your partner, that's your partner's toy now. Yeah. Don't use it inside someone else. Oh, you know, I've had guys try to do that to me. That's so, that's just bad. Right. That's just bad. You still put condoms bad on practice. it and keep it clean so that bacteria doesn't grow on it. But you don't want bacteria from someone else inside no. your new partner. No. No, that's not okay. <laughs> Birth control, that's a good one to talk about. Is getting pregnant the last thing on your mind? Then it's time to consult a gynecologist and get on a solid birth control plan. 
That's what I need. I'm going to call my guy right now. <laughs> Why don't you just incorporate 9 and 10 together? Okay. Walk through all the available options with your partner. Emergency contraception, condoms, birth control, etc. And it is important to have that conversation. What happens if we do become pregnant? You know, do we want to have a child together? Is it, We've known each other for a week. Do we want a baby together? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. So what? So what happens if it fails and we do get pregnant? Now what do we do? You know, you should have that conversation yeah. before it happens. Very true. Uh, so pregnancy, even if the birth control is in place, there's always a chance of pregnancy. If you're in a heterosexual relationship, I'm glad they, I'm glad they clarified that one for us. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, and don't dismiss the issue if you aren't a young person or a woman. Unwanted pregnancies can impact everyone involved. So don't wait until your clothes are off to discuss the pregnancy what if. Sit down and have an honest conversation about what to do if you get pregnant. Yeah, it's a boner kill talking about it with your clothes off. <laughs> Mia, if I get pregnant... Yes. We're not keeping it. We're not keeping it. It's going to be a demon baby. Oh, my God. I'm glad you realized this. If I get pregnant, there's something going on. Exactly. There's aliens involved. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) All right. Sexual assault and trauma. Discussing sexual abuse and trauma requires courage and open communication. If you're a victim, well, no, you're a survivor of sexual violence. Remember, there's no timetable for when you should talk about it. But if you're in a good mental health space and want to address sexual issues or seek sex therapy, might be a sign that you're ready to share. You know, I don't think I have to go over everything on this this whole no. little list, John. But it is important to express your boundaries with your partner because of things that happened in the past. If if something's a certain thing is a boundary, it's important to discuss them. Hey, this might be a trigger for me because this this might be this might make me feel a certain way and withdraw from you because of this. Help your partner understand what's going on with you so that when it does happen, they understand how to help you through it. You know, and I think that out of all of these, I think that's the one that people forget the most is that you do need to talk to your partner about some of those issues. If they're, if they if you know they're an issue, you have to let your partner know. And honestly, you know, I've been on both sides of this and, you know, I've talked to, uh, male partners that I've been with and they've been sexually abused. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been, you know, in this situation where they've had trauma and, you know, certain things are not okay. So right. and there, there's triggers to people that you wouldn't think like for me, something would be normal, but if I want to do that with my partner or a partner, it would be a, a it would be a trigger and completely ruin the experience for them. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, it doesn't have to be big things. I know for a lot of people, anal sex is a limit because they've been sexually assaulted and raped anally. Absolutely. So it's a big thing. And you, when they say no, it's it's a big no. Yeah. Or have their hair pulled. That is not a big thing for me. I don't like it. You know, people do it. Right. You know, getting a choked. lot of people don't like it. Yeah, yeah. getting choked. It's not getting a slapped in the face. There's a lot of things that we do in the dungeon that people really like. Yeah. But you have to have that conversation so people know what they can and can't do. Absolutely. So. so, how to talk to sex, how to talk about sex with your significant other. 
talking about sexual pleasures, no cakewalk. And scheduling a talk beforehand might add to the anxiety. Here we go, the big A word. So instead, pull your lover aside when they aren't in a rush. Get touchy. Maintain eye contact and start with, so I've been thinking about this. Then use hard, handy tips to ease them into the conversation. <laughs> hard, handy tips. Yes. You should put my hard tip in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Discuss sexual topics in a relaxed, romantic setting. This could be when you're watching the sunset, enjoying a good beer, cuddling on the couch. You get it. Start on a positive note and practice active listening. Active listening. That is a big thing, isn't it? We need to explain it? what that is. Please, John, tell us. Because so many people forget this part. Everybody's they do. Everybody's ready to talk. They do. But nobody wants to listen. Absolutely. So active listening is listening to your partner in a way that you're actively trying to hear what they're saying. You're trying to understand what they're trying to communicate. Because as humans, we don't do a good job of communicating with words. Words are a bad way to communicate. And we don't always say things the way we mean them. So we need a partner who's going to be understanding and try to absorb what we're saying. Don't listen to respond. If you're listening to respond, that's called an argument. Oh, definitely. Oh, you, as soon as somebody says something, they get triggered, and then the other person yells, and then it just becomes a shouting match. Definitely. Take time to listen. Yeah. Don't say anything. Just listen to what your partner has to say. And then ask questions to clarify. There you go. What I, you said this. What I heard was this. Yeah. And give them a chance to fix what you've heard. Yeah. Because a lot of times. Or explain it better. Yeah. Yeah. And what I used to do in business, when people would come to me with an idea and they would want it. They're pitching this idea to me, and I'm trying to figure it out in my head. My first thing I would say to them is, paint me a picture. Paint me a picture with words and show me what this looks like. Oh, I want to do this, this, and that. Paint me a picture. How does that work? What does it, how are we going to get there? What's the plan? So when you're active listening with your partner, give them a chance to say what they have to say, and then seek clarification. Don't seek a chance for them to take a breath so that you can jump in and jump down their throat because they said something you didn't like. Because a lot of times our partners are going to say things that we don't like. And it's only because we didn't understand what they were trying to convey. Yeah. When our partner sits down and wants to have a conversation with us, it's difficult for that partner to sit down and have that conversation with you. They've been thinking about it. They've been trying to say it in a way that comes across the way they want. So give them the respect to allow them to try to convey it. That's what active listening is. Absolutely. Because a lot of times we just jump to conclusions before we we get halfway through the first sentence and we don't hear anything else after. And they get on defense about it. They get very defensive. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You can talk to them for 30 minutes and all they heard was the first 15 seconds. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they've been waiting for you to stop talking so they can react to the first 15 seconds. So, you, it's, it's a skill. It is. It really is. It takes is. practice. And if you want to have a healthy relationship, you have to be able to communicate your wants and your needs to your partner. And you need to be able to do it in a way that you feel safe so that you can bring them. Because if you're having a conversation with your partner and they get defensive, it's that much harder to have a conversation with them again. Yeah. And then they get defensive again. And pretty soon, communication is broken and you don't have a relationship anymore. If you can't express to your partner your needs and your wants, you can't have a relationship. 
you know, and less likely you'll, you'll mess up a situation if you're going slow. If you're trying to go slow and you process it when you're explaining it and then the other person listening it and taking it in, you know, if everybody's breathing and taking things slow, you know, it's easier and it's more comfortable in a relaxed, calming way rather than, oh no, but let me explain. No, this is what I hear. You know, this is, yeah, it's, it's people getting on the defense and not really understanding everything. Right. Instead of getting defensive, ask questions. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then. You know, if something, if you don't agree with something, that's okay. You're not going to agree with them. Nobody, 99% of the time, we don't agree with people with what they're saying because we don't understand what it is. And at the end of the day, if we would just listen to each other, we would realize we both want the same thing. Yeah. And that leads it up to this. Compliment your partner during the conversation to boost their confidence, encourage them to open up. And remember, sex affects you and your partner. So treat it as a puzzle you need to solve together. Exactly. Oh, that's sweet. When you're sitting down and talking to your partner, you're not trying to attack them. You're not, you're trying to fix your partnership. Definitely. And you have to remember that there's two if, if it's one-sided and only one partner is getting what they want and need and only, is only able to express themselves and then the other partner tries to do it but gets shut down or gets they get defensive or they, you know, mm-hmm. it can't, conversation has to go both ways. Because what happens is one partner is getting all their needs met and the other partner is feeling frustrated and it, and it just, it breaks down. Just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah. And then the the sad part is the partner that was was communicating and was getting their needs met. Now they're frustrated too because they don't know why their other partner's frustrated. Very true. So. Very true. So on that note, All right, we got serious. We did. Stop it. Oh, ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> Well, I hope there was less cackling on this episode. No, we need hate to, to offend anyone. Oh wow, you, huh? You got defensive. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's all, all right. right. I'll live. All right. Okay. Go ahead, John. Until next time, make all of your laughing hysterically fantasies become realities. <laughs>